0: Hello, Charmers. Welcome into another episode of Miss Charm School Podcast. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so very much for joining me. For those of you who are coming back, you know the drill. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Grab you something. You know what? Sexy. Okay. Go ahead and get you some infused waters uh well water, not waters with an s, okay? I'm slipping a little bit there. All right. <laughs> laugh at me, okay? Get you some infused water. Cucumbers, blueberries, blackberries. Um slice apple, anything, you know, make it sexy, some mint. Okay? All of that is welcome here. If you would like a glass of wine to each his own. Cheers, my dear, okay? And come on in and have a seat with me. If you're in a tea mood, get you some tea, all right? Just get you something to stay hydrated and come on in and let's get into this amazing episode. And for those of you who are new, welcome, welcome, welcome to Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. A little bit about Miss Charm School Podcast and why. Why Miss Charm School Podcast? Well. I was inspired to start this podcast specific specifically for women who are high-powered career women smart educated about it about it okay boss babes as they say but women who are looking to grow in their femininity women who are in transition women who are in the first five years of their marriage Women who are leaving the stage of girlfriend to fiance and fiances that are entering into marriage. What I like to call this time period in our life is a time period that we are transforming from our womanhood into queendom. And that's not just something that I made up. (laughs) This is something that I learned from one of my mentors is that when a woman enters into her queendom, think about a queen. A queen has territory that she looks over. A queen has staff. A queen has right hands. A queen has maids. A queen has a kingdom, her queendom sometimes a queen is married to a king and he's actually the ruler over a territory or a province or multiple provinces multiple nations and sometimes the queen stands on her own because there is no king and she is the main monarch or the head of state if you will over all of the territory under her queendom but the bottom line is when you are exiting from womanhood into queendom you are leaving a state of singleness into managing a large territory, into setting decrees that cover multitudes of people, even if those people are just the people in your household, even if they're your kids, you've entered now into queendom. You've left singlehood of being a single woman in your womanhood, and now you're in the next stage of queendom, where you are responsible for others, simply put. When you are entering into your queendom or you are in your queendom, you are responsible for others. So Miss Charm School podcast is specifically, I say in every episode, is for women who are in transition, women who are engaged, women who are leaving from being girlfriends into fiancés, fiancés into marriage, and then people who are in the first five years of their marriage. But specifically, the deeper spiritual revelation of that is Miss Charm School podcast is for women who are in their womanhood transitioning into their queendom. Because that is the phase of life that I'm currently in. And I know that you are drawn here because you are a woman as well who is in her womanhood transitioning into her queendom. And for those of you who are listening who are already in your queendom, perhaps you're listening to Miss Charm School podcast because there are some areas around your womanhood that maybe you've forgotten Things, practices, ways you took care of yourself and looked after yourself that you've just slacked off on or forgotten about. And so Miss Charm School podcast is also great for women who need to be reminded as well around, you know, self-love and self-care and um, meditation and mindfulness and all of those juicy topics that we get into right here on Miss Charm School podcast. So that's another layer for those of you who are continued listeners. Thank you. And also for those of you who are new, you got a real deep dive into who Miss Charm School podcast is actually really for on a spiritual and energetic level. So thank you so much for joining me. I said all that to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In this episode, we are going to talk about the year of pause. And I'm going to get really real with you guys, with you ladies. I'm going to open up about my life, a little bit more about my journey, and really share with you a very interesting time period in my life, but the lessons that I learned from my year of pause. Now, a lot of people experience a year of pause in 2020. 2020 was a time in the world where... Everyone was sent home, <laughs> literally. Everyone was sent to their room. Everyone was sent home because of a quote-unquote global pandemic that was, you know, I only was in the United States during the global pandemic, but apparently it seemed to have affected the entire earth where people were massively sent home. And there was limited interactions. You couldn't really move the way that you maybe were used to moving. Everyone became OCD about cleaning and, and sanitation and being sanitary and um, all of those things, okay? <laughs> and that was a very interesting time, and I have lots of thoughts about that. And I'll just tell you briefly, I think 2020 on a spiritual level was really interesting. I really feel like it was a call to home and a call to put our attention and our, fo- and our focus as humanity back on home. And home is typically the domain of a woman in her queendom. Home is typically the place where, you know, the wives, typically, if we talk about just stereotypical traditional roles, wives are cooking and cleaning and making dinner and taking care of the kids. And and a man typically is, you know, climbing the ladder in corporate. If we just talk about traditional, you know, old archaic roles, right? And for whatever reason, God sent people home and he put an attention back on the home in 2020. And this is going to be something that is really important when I talk about my year of pause, which actually came in 2021. And so like everyone else, I went, you know, I was working from home in 2020 and I was home all the time and going a little crazy and thinking that the walls were closing in on me and all that good stuff. But in 2021, I decided I'm moving, I'm going to a different city and state I'm going to make a mark for myself. I'm getting out of here. I'm doing something fresh. I'm doing something different. 2020 was a year of um, tearing down in my life. A lot of the things that I had spent, spent so much time and energy building up, God was like, actually, control, alt, delete. You don't need any of it. And so 2020 for me was actually a time of undoing and a time of purging and a time of death and in death an evolution. But when you're going through the process of things dying off of your life, sometimes, you know, it's, you're in the thick of it, right? You don't, you can't see on the other side. And so it just feels like everything hurts and it's painful. It's, you know, I went through all of that in 2020 and 2021, I was like, you know what, it's my year. I'm going to bounce back. That, that's what I kept saying. 2021 was my bounce back year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because pretty much The Holy Spirit was like, no, 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 this is pause part two for you. Now, 2021, I had the freedom to move. I did. I moved states and I moved um, back to Chicago, Illinois, and then I faced turbulence. You know, my housing wasn't settled. I was kind of living from place to place to place. I was struggling. I had landed a full-time opportunity, but then the company changed their mind And so then I had to, you know, find another place of employment. Just all this stuff was going on. I mean, it wasn't a company. I actually was working for a private client and we were doing some contract work and then the contract work ended up um, not being fulfilled. We never fulfilled the contract. And so, you know, financially, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I had landed this great seven figure contract and, you know, working with the seven figure a client and I was so excited about it and then all of a sudden two three months into working together the contract just ended abruptly and I did not have a plan b and so you know I sort of felt like oh my god what's going on and so I shuffled kind of from place to place I was started applying to regular nine to five jobs and was really um not landing anything for a while and then after a while I realized you know what I need to go home Because, you know, there's a saying, when you can't go anywhere else, go home. And so that's what I did. And so that's when this journey really unfolded for me in terms of the year of pause. I went home to California and, you know, I literally sat (laughs) for months. And I didn't really want to make my home long term in California at the time. And so I was, you know, I was a little bit nervous about applying to full-time jobs because I didn't want to do anything full-time really at home. I wanted to get back to Chicago. And so I took some summer jobs and I did some little, you know, short-term things here and there. Um, And I had some online work as well, but nothing in the area or the arena that I thought I really wanted at the time. And so I was frustrated every day. I was so frustrated And after a while, you know, my mom kept telling me, relax, relax, relax. Like God's got you. Relax. It's not always going to be like this. Relax. And that used to irritate me because it was like, no, I have things to do. I need to get back to Chicago. I have a life to live. I don't have time for all this. I don't want to be sitting here on on your floor in your house and taking bubble baths all day, trying to relax my mind and running in the neighborhood and hanging out with the stay-at-home moms and marshals at noon and picking up lunch for you and bringing you lunch and checking on my dad and all these different things. It was just, it was so, it was so foreign to me is the word because, and I have a point, stay with me. It was so foreign to me to go and experience this pause. I've always been the extremely tenacious, extremely focused, you know, running at life like not waiting for life to find me I was running at life pursuing and chasing and going and moving and striving and fighting and pushing and pulling and you know I would claw my way to success if I had to I was fearless about achieving my goals in life and then God gave me this time of pause and during that time I found out my father was battling with pancreas cancer And so I got to be with my father for six months and check on him and go with him to doctor's appointments and, you know, spend time with him, that quality time, in-person time. I got to be there for my mother's, you know, 50-plus birthday. Okay, I'm not going to say her age. (laughs) And celebrate her and, you know, help her pick out outfits and, you know, all that stuff. Just be there for my family. Fast forward, my grandmother, also I spent six, six months at home with my grandmother who had gotten a car accident and, you know, all kind of stuff happened. <laughs> Literally my grandmother, I think like every other week was going to the hospital. Fall, she fell this time. Then her hip was hurting one time. She One time in the middle of the night, she was having sharp pains. And then one time she got in a car accident and DUI and all this stuff. Okay. <laughs> and I was able to be home and be a support To my family. And fast forward, now that we're in 2022, you know, my grandmother has since, you know, moved back to Ohio, which I never saw coming. And so my family dynamic in my hometown in California has kind of shifted, and all these different things have happened. And I realized that those six months of pause were massively invaluable. And even though at the time I felt like I was kicking and screaming, you know, I met a wonderful man. I was there for my father. I got to be there for my mother. I got to spend time with my grandmother before she relocated back to Ohio after over 15 years in California. Just so many different things. And I also really learned how to be in the feminine and how to be relaxed completely. When I say that I was 100% in the feminine, that I had zero masculine energy and i'm not talking about male or female or gender parts i'm talking about just an energy and again i'm going to be massively overly stereotypical just to help paint the picture so to me when i say masculine energy i mean the go-getter the hunter the warrior um, the person that's going to go out find the tiger slay the tiger bring it back gut it Drain the blood like the fighter, the go getter, the achiever. To me, the feminine is at home, relaxed. She's not fighting. She's not going out and trying to achieve. She's taking care of home. She's cooking. It's not that she's not laboring, she's laboring, but she's laboring in matters of the home. She's taking care of the village. She's taking care of the community. She's there for others. She's braiding hair. She's taking care of the mothers and the elderly in the community. She's also feeding her house. You know, she's making sure that there's blankets on the bed and fresh, clean coat, clothes and that you took a shower and that you washed today. And she's, she's relaxed. She's taking care of matters of the home. Maybe she's going out and gathering some fruits and vegetables or planting a garden or whatever, but it's just she's not going out to hunt anything. She's not going out and fighting when you know anything, she's more so multiplying her community, multiplying and taking care of and nurturing those that are within her care. And so, I left home at 17, and I've been in my masculine energy since 17. I left home, I went to college, I fought those four years in college, I lived an additional four and a half years in the Bay Area where I went to school and then I went and got a master's and I fought throughout my master's and then I went and got in the sports industry and broadcast television and which is heavily male dominated and I was the only female oftentimes and that's a if you know those who know know you have to fight and push and pull because it's masculine and so you have to put on a level of masculine energy just to survive those arenas. And then all of a sudden God was like, okay, after 2020 and I sat you down for a year, I'm going to send you home for real, for real this time. And I'm going to just make you sit and care for someone other than yourself and cook and clean and learn to appreciate it and go wash your grandmother's clothes for her, you know, in the middle of the week and Then go check on your dad and drive to see him and go to the hospital and sit with him in the hospital and cook soup and take him soup and make sure that he's eating and, you know, just things I've never done, to be honest. I've never done it. (laughs) I've been corporate America mover, shaker Sunday for so long. And then to just have six months of just caring and cooking and cleaning and taking care of other people. And then I didn't have massive amounts of money coming in. So I was really at the mercy, but it wasn't in a bad way. Like people, you know, I, whenever I needed funds, I had them, but I didn't hold down a traditional, you know, clocked hourly salaried position the way I was used to, you know, I was completely taken care of and all I was doing was taking care of others Not once. I couldn't do, I couldn't make myself get hired. You know, I couldn't, um, every time I tried to, you know, my mother would always say, man, you're always busy. Like you're, you're the busiest person I know for somebody who actually doesn't have anything to do because I would make things for myself to do because I would be so bored. But after a while, I stopped fighting it and I just decided to be there for the people in my life and to love on them and to nurture them and take them lunch in the middle of the day and wash their clothes at two o'clock in the afternoon and care for them in a way that I never valued, to be honest. I valued career, status, position, title, money. I never valued the massively traditional aspects of the feminine, the stereotypical traditional feminine attributes of cooking, cleaning, taking care of home. Sure, I know how to do them. I've always known how to do them. My mother equipped me, you know, my mother raised me to be a woman that knows how to do those things, absolutely. But I honestly never valued them. I just did them as a function. I just did them because, well, you know, you're going to get married one day and you have to know how to do these things. And your husband's going to look for you to do these things. And so you have to be prepared to do these things. Or, you know, you live on your own and you need to be able to take care of yourself. And I enjoy cooking. Absolutely. I enjoy a tidy home. Absolutely. You know, that's the way I like to live. And so I treat myself that way. But I never looked at those things as a service to others I just did them out of I don't know routine perhaps I never valued them as valuable gifts and attributes to give to others I just never did and so 2021 really taught me to revalue aspects of the feminine that I had devalued And that's the point of what I want to share in this episode today. For many of you, you're like me. You're high-powered women. You're beautiful. You have so much to offer the world. Your resume is ridiculous, sis, okay? You've achieved so much in life. And yet, many of you, and I know this for a fact because I talk to you on the phone. Some of you are my girlfriends, okay? I hear it. You've devalued aspects of the feminine, not because you're intentionally trying to, but because you've had to put on so much masculine energy just to survive. Your arena, your field, whatever industry you work in. I was in a very male-dominated, very high masculine energy. Long hours. Television is long hours. Crazy hours. It's a lot of work. You have to fight. You have to hunt. You know, you have to go get the story. It's not going to just show up in your lap. You have to push sometimes you have to pursue a lot of times and so there's a lot of women who are used to being in that energy even though at your true core you're a woman in her feminine but to be honest if you were to sit somewhere for six months and not do anything it would drive you bananas the way it was driving me bananas and so what that time period taught me in my life is that there was more balance. There was there was a greater level of alignment that I could be in. That there was balance that the Lord was trying to bring back into my life and say, you've gotten a little far away from the core of who I created you to be. You're craving to be a woman in her feminine. And that's, I had told God, 2021, I was like, I'm going to be in my feminine. But I didn't consider being in my feminine resting. I didn't consider being in my feminine relaxation. I didn't consider being in my feminine caring for others, nurturing others, considering and making decisions that include other people outside of yourself. But doing it out of a place of love, out of a place of confidence, knowing that, you know what, all of my needs and my wants are being met. Even though I'm not fighting and pushing and pulling and going after and pursuing to make a life for myself, I really learned during that season that I can have a wonderful life where my needs are met and my wants. I took trips? What? How is somebody who doesn't have a salaried position taking vacations? Oh, Sunday did. Stayed at hotels, took vacations, ate out, you know, all kind of stuff. Did a three, four days in Vegas, ate at top, wonderful, fine dining restaurants, didn't pay a cent, <laughs> not a cent. And I realized that though I don't see myself ever being a woman who, you know, never has her own career and you know, I definitely see myself as a working woman and an ambitious woman. Yes, I actually enjoy that aspect of myself. But I also realize that I can be a woman in my feminine, completely relaxed, living an abundant life where I'm not pushing and pulling and straining at all. I won't have a lack of male attention. Actually, one of the things I learned during my year of pause is that I started to attract different men. I started to attract men who are true providers, who truly secure the bag. Okay. <laughs> men who weren't looking for me to come in and contribute massively and help them pay their rent and help them pay their mortgage or help them pay their bills I started to attract men that owned multiple homes and and had all these different assets and you know they were looking for a companion for different reasons not that they discouraged any of my boss energy not that they discouraged me having my own dreams but they were actually very supportive in whatever the hell I wanted to do instead of in the past the people I attracted who were attracted to me because of what I did. Men in the past who were attracted to me because, oh, you're a sports reporter and that's really cool. And oh my God, like, you know, who have you talked to? And where are you going next? And, you know, oh, I just believe in you and I want to support you in your dream and your vision. Oh, no, I started to attract men in a completely different energy who actually were trying to get to know me for who I was. They weren't looking for me to, quite frankly, really do anything. They wanted to experience who Sunday was in her spirit, in her soul, in her core. And I didn't have all of the flashy, salaried titles and positions to throw at them. All I had was my authentic self of who I really am at my core. That's all I had to present to them. And quite frankly, that's the person they really wanted to get to know. And so during my time of pause, what I really, really learned and what I really want to share with other high-powered, um, high-focused, high-career-ambitious women, I want to encourage you to take time to rest, to take time to pause, to release the stress of achieving and becoming and trying so hard to get there. If there's a goal that you want to achieve in your life, sure, sis, go, achieve it, do it. I'm, I support you. I'm here for you. Love it. But there's also a time in your life, once you achieve it, to step into the feminine and relax and some of you i can just feel your soul being like yes like you may be trying to rack in your brain like how could how in the hell can i relax i am still trying to do this 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 i want to own a house by this age i want to get my second property by this age and we have so much ambition which is awesome and i love that about us and and we're the daughters our mothers dreamed of We're living the lives that a lot of our mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers could only dream of, and that's awesome. But I also want to caution us to not get so swept up into a modern culture that will push you to be all that you can be at the sake of you losing yourself. And I really want to encourage us to be honest with ourselves What do you really want? Is the second house bringing you the fulfillment that you really want? What is your real motivation behind the pushing, the fighting, the the efforting to achieve? What is the real motivation behind that? What is the real motivation behind stacking as much money and funds as you possibly can? And be honest with yourself. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying be honest with yourself. What do you actually really want? Because my year of pause taught me that I can actually live the life that I really want to live without all of the pushing and fighting and straining to achieve in the traditional way that I thought I needed to be. I actually realized that I can live a very fulfilled, fulfilled, happy life caring for the people in my life that I actually care the most about. <laughs> that being close to them, being able to check on them, being able to sit with them actually brought me way more joy than I ever, ever in my life took time to even pay attention to. And it made me revalue things that I just massively overlooked. I realized that we don't have our parents forever. We don't have our grandparents forever. We don't have the people in our life that we love forever. And while it's it's not, I don't believe we should cling to them and suffocate them. I believe you should live your life and have your own life. But it just, I wanna encourage you to, you know, put some things into perspective and to really get honest with yourself about what it is that you desire. What it, What is the thing that really makes you feel like you are in your feminine and you are relaxed? That you are satisfied, that you are content, that you are full of joy? And that's really what I want to share in this episode of Miss Charm School Podcast. I don't have a conclusion for you. That's the work that you got to do on your own. But I really want to encourage you to literally get out a pen and paper. Spend some time. It may take you a couple days. It may take you a week. Spend some time and really sit with yourself over a weekend and just write a question at the top of the page. What makes me feel like I'm in my feminine? What do I value? And write down all of the things that you've been efforting to achieve and then get honest with yourself on the other side of the paper and write down what do you actually value? And one way to get at what you actually value is to write down what do you want? And then when you write down what do you want, Write down, why do you want it? Most women, if they're honest with themselves, who are in their feminine are nurturers. And your greatest desire within yourself may be like, oh, I just want to nurture something. You may start to have feelings of like, oh my God, I'm ready. I think I'm ready to have a kid. I think I'm ready to be a mom. You know, that's what I want. Well, I don't want to bring a kid into the world without a husband. So I want my husband All of those things are a call from the feminine to nurture and if you're honest with yourself you may not have had any of those desires at 17 or 16 but now at whatever age you're at you may have those desires now or maybe you're a woman who's in her queendom and you're in a different stage of life. Maybe your kids are grown and you're working and you're holding down your job but what are the things that you want to do now? What are the things that make you feel fulfilled now at this level of life that you're at? What are you looking to nurture now? Is it your grandchildren? Is it your community? Is it your church family? Is it the mission of a spiritual power, a higher power? Be honest with yourself. Is the house bringing you more fulfillment? What do you want the house for? Is it for cooking and serving other people and inviting other people? You love taking care of other people? You love making people smile? You love making people feel at home and welcomed? Just really get real with yourself and ask yourself these questions. And as you become aware, hopefully you don't have to go through a year of pause the way that I did, but as you become aware, I want to encourage you to make better decisions. You know, the real test in life is that when opportunities come up make different decisions once you become aware make different decisions you know don't just go back to corporate america and sweep all of your new discoveries of yourself under the rug be honest with yourself move differently for me after my year of pause i got offered a on-camera opportunity to be an anchor and a sports reporter At a television station, I would have signed a two-year contract. It was my dream come true. It's what I had worked so hard for. It's what I wanted. But that's it. It was what I wanted in the past before my year of pause. After my year of pause and I realized that I had this nurturing need to care for my loved ones, I did not want to be locked into a role where I didn't have my weekends and I didn't have, you know, the flexibility in my schedule. I didn't have holidays. I wouldn't be able to go home and see my parents. I would have been away from them and then I wouldn't be able to visit them. And I would really have to put on a lot of masculine energy to get through that time period just to move on to the next level. And at this stage in life, it's just a sacrifice I was not willing to make because I want to be relaxed enough. Yes, I still have masculine energy. I work. I have a job. It, it requires a lot of energy and effort. But I made a decision to change what I wanted. To still be an ambitious, tenacious, courageous woman who's achieving so much in corporate or achieving so much in her career. And I still do on camera and television and broadcast. I still play in my arena But I do so now with a position that allows me to have Mondays and Fridays and my weekends and I can travel home. I can take flights. I can go see the people I love. I can spend time with them. They can visit me. I have the time to accommodate them. I can take bubble baths. I can go get a massage and, you know, in the middle of the week, I have more time, more flexibility. And in love, I have the time and the space to actually entertain love. Whereas I just would not have if I would have put myself back in the grind of, you know, a contract with a television station. And so when I say to make different decisions, I mean, once you spend some time to really get real with yourself, give yourself the hard, honest conversation and start to make different decisions. You'll feel better. You'll feel more relaxed. You'll have more contentment. You'll have more joy. You'll have more happiness. And your life will be fruitful because of it. This is what I think it means to be in masculine and feminine balance as a woman. And so I want to encourage you to do your work, sis. To do your work. And learn from my year of pause. I love you so much, Charmers. And I'll talk to you soon.